Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news, first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and today I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Polares, and a special guest, Gabe Henderson, Vikings on-air talent. Gabe, thanks so much for joining the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. This is this is always fun. I've worked with Lindsay a couple of times when, when joint practices were out here, uh, I believe last year. So it's always great to be in the presence of the both of you. All right. So Gabe, what's getting you most excited about this Monday night football contest in prime time? Well, I mean, for, for starters, I hate to start this way, but with the news of Debo Samuel being out and Trent Williams being doubtful uh, for a two and four Vikings team, that, that is good news because you can use any advantage that you can. This is a Vikings team that has lost uh, all four of its games by one point. We finally got back in the win column last week and understanding that we're playing a, a very physical 49ers team without two of, two of their best players. Um, that is something that gets all Vikings fans excited heading into Monday Night Football. And Lindsay, the 49ers had their final practices in the Bay and are now in Minnesota getting ready to face the Vikings tonight. Tell me about those final practices and what the mood of the team is like going into Monday Night Football. You know, I think the mood of the locker room has been consistent coming out of that week six loss versus the Cleveland Browns. It is very much, let's take what we can from the L and let's move on, turn the page. Uh, the team's incredibly focused and they have all said they're just zeroing in on this Monday night primetime matchup. Um, and in terms of health wise, kind of like Gabe mentioned, 49ers aren't exactly where they want to be on Friday. We found out about wide receiver Debo Samuel actually suffering a hairline fracture to his shoulder during that week six matchup. And that's going to take him out for at least the next two games. And then all pro left tackle Trent Williams got rolled up on also during that week six game. He is doubtful to play tonight. And then we have both linebacker Drake Greenlaw, who's incredibly critical to the 49ers run defense as questionable and running back Christian McCaffrey, who has kind of been the offensive all-star of the season. He's working through an oblique injury, also questionable for tonight. Let's talk a little bit about the setting of this game. And Gabe, as you know, the 49ers have a lot of fans that show up to road games, but with this also being primetime TV, what should the faithful expect from the environment at US Bank Stadium in Minnesota? They should expect a, a raucous environment. U.S. Bank Stadium <laughs> sold out every every single Sunday or end or Monday. This is the only thing that is taking place in Minnesota tonight. So uh, I would expect every city to be shut down and everyone to either be at U.S. Bank Stadium tonight or be outside of the stadium or at least watching on TV, hoping that the Vikings can finally get back in the win column. But um, being that U.S. Bank Stadium was ranked the number one stadium in the NFL, according to uh, the NFLPA, I'm excited for uh, us to be able to host our, our friends in the 49ers of tonight. All right. Now, Lindsay, we talked a little bit about injuries. You went over the 49ers latest game status report, but with Trent Williams doubtful for this contest, what does the 49ers depth look like on offensive line? That unit will have a tall task for them tonight up against the Vikings high blitzing defense. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I think for right now, all eyes are on third year offensive lineman Jalen Moore, who would be the person taking over at that left tackle spot should Trent Williams not be active for tonight. And again, we'll find that out later today, uh, 90 minutes before kick the official word. He is doubtful headed into Monday night. Jalen Moore uh, did take significant reps in week five and six. Also 
in a fill-in spot in 2022 of last season. Um, so he does have experience in this role. He's been battle-tested, um, and we heard head coach Kyle Shanahan say on Friday that he is confident that Jalen Moore is up to the task and he does have the benefit of just getting a ton of practice reps with the 49ers and he's going to have to lean into that, especially if he is going to have to take over against, like you mentioned, a very high high rated blitzing attack by the Vikings. And while we're talking injuries, Gabe, for the Vikings, are there any players expected to miss this game? And how are injuries impacting Minnesota? Uh, there, There is a key injury to our starting offensive lineman, our left guard, Ezra Cleveland. He was uh, rolled up on last Sunday in Chicago and is going to miss this upcoming Monday night's game. The good thing is with that, our backup, Dalton Reisner, who is one of the uh, top free agent acquisitions when it comes to offensive line. The Vikings signed him after week one, which basically means his money is not guaranteed for the rest of the year. He filled in the Ezra Cleveland spot this past Sunday, and it looked like the Vikings did not miss a beat. Uh, there's a couple more guys that are questionable, but the only big injury that are that are that that should affect our team right now is Ezra Cleveland. Granted, Marcus Davenport, who was a stout defensive end for us or outside linebacker for us, especially in the run game. He was placed on injured reserve this past Sunday. So um, that is going to to be key when it comes to stopping the run for us. But offensively, I believe we should be fine. All right. Thank you both for bringing us up to speed. But in honor of week seven being National Tight Ends Week, let's give some love to the tight ends. Lindsay, you probably saw George Kittle's face all over social media yesterday in commercials and mic'd up videos celebrating the holiday. But tell me about what his season's been like so far and the impact he brings to San Francisco's offense. Yeah, you know, I think we've seen a little bit of everything from George Kittle. Uh, Week six wasn't a particularly big week in terms of him being involved in the passing attack. He only had two targets um, last week. But, you know, I point right to the Dallas game when you think about a tight end that can be highly involved in the passing game and the blocking game. Um, But a career night for him against the Dallas Cowboys. He completed the hat trick. um, But, you know, everything about George Kittle is somebody that takes pride in affecting the game, even when the ball is not in his hands. Um, Just so, so selfless, as are many of the players on this team. Loves picking up the blocking assignments and takes a lot of pride in that. Um, So George Kittle is somebody that kind of brings everything. And you talk about the intangibles that he also has. He's just kind of a force in the locker room, getting everybody pumped up and a true veteran leader. So Excited to see him get much more involved tonight. Um, I do think it's going to be important depending on who's available for the offensive line. They're definitely going to need some help blocking against a high blitzing attack as well. And then you, you'd you expect him to be you know targeted a few more times, especially if Debo Samuel is not expected to go for the next couple weeks. Now in Minnesota, TJ Hawkinson has become one of the Vikings' biggest threats on offense. Gabe, can you tell us more about his game, what you've seen from him so far, and what he brings to the Vikings' offense? Yeah, well, I'm sure Lindsay Lindsay knows this, but George Kittle and TJ Hawkinson are best friends and or mentors. They hang out with each other in the offseason. So uh, both of those guys are going to be pumped up for this upcoming Monday night's game tonight. And just looking at TJ Hawkinson, you look at his, you know, receiving yards and catches and you say, okay, great year. But this has been a down year for TJ thus far. He's got four drops. Uh, I believe he leads all tight ends and drops in, this year in the NFL. And um, while the Vikings know that he can play better, we also know that when TJ is on, there is 
probably no team in the NFL that could really stop our offense. So uh, I think all Vikings fans are hoping that TJ can can have a bounce back game, especially with, you know, the, the other guy on the other team coming in town that, that we all know is, you know, a top two or if not the best tight end in the NFL and George Kittle. We just hope that TJ Hawkinson can play up to up to par. So we're excited about him. We signed him to the, the largest tight end contract in NFL history. So a lot of expectations come with that, which is something that, you know, you look at those drops and you say, okay, those were some pretty tough catches. Like the, the average receiver or average tight end probably couldn't catch that. But when you're paying TJ Hawkinson that kind of money, you expect him to come down with at least two of those catches. So uh, with the longer week to prepare for this game, we, we hope that that plays effect in TJ having another big game tonight. And Gabe, I want to shift over to your guys' defense for a little bit. And with Debo Samuel ruled out of this contest, the 49ers will have to rely on other receivers and the pressure will just be a little higher. So Gabe, can you break down Minnesota's secondary and how guys like Byron Murphy Jr. and Cameron Bynum apply pressure downfield? Yeah, so Byron Murphy, I can probably see him shadowing Brendan Ayuk tonight. Uh, simply because Debo is not playing. I mean, I believe Ray Ray McLeod is one of those guys that still has speed, but until proven otherwise, the Vikings probably would just keep blitzing every single play and lean on Byron Murphy to stop Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Cameron Bynum is a guy that's played every single snap this year uh, at, at safety. And then you have Harrison Smith, our strong safety, who is um, probably a for sure Hall of Famer when he decides to hang up the cleats. And then on the opposite side, you have a, a young cornerback, and a Caleb Evans, very long, very physical, very fast, still learning the, and grasping uh, the understanding of just some of the nuances of route running. But when he is playing to the top of his ability, he is a, a really good cornerback. So um, we, we know the number one goal tonight is going to be stop the run and then stop George Kittle and then let everything else play itself out from there. Um, but I, I would expect the Vikings to uh, try to put some pressure on, um, on, on the quarterback and, and Brock Purdy and hopefully – force him to make some some errant throws, which ultimately has been the success of our defense thus far. Nothing has really changed about our defense that was ranked last in the NFL this past year. I believe Brian Flores has been a great 12th man on the field or 12th man on the sideline, which is ultimately giving our defense a little bit of juice um, this year so far. All right. Well, a very exciting contest to watch tonight. So faithful tune into the game. The week seven matchup is set to kick off at 5.15 p.m. Pacific time on Monday, October 23rd on ESPN. But that will do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay and Gabe, for joining me in this episode. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in. Hey.